0: Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA.
1: If you have any questions about mortgages or real
2: estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255
0: or text us at 580-580. Too cold for Paul to come in today.
2: Yep, even Greg is off. The video, videographer or whatever we call him. What do we call him? Videographer. Videographer. <laughs> you know, Josh, manage, though. Josh has a face for video. Paul, not so much. Yet, for some reason, Greg's off this weekend. <laughs> Makes no sense.
0: Josh is here. <laughs> Frank is here. Good to see you. You were at the game last night, no doubt. I was at the game. Great ceremony. Well-deserved, Chris
2: Neal. And I know some people... Put out, um, you know, he shouldn't have his jersey retired based on the fact he only got 250 goals or whatever he got. It's but what it you bring, matter.
0: it's what you bring.
1: It does. Yeah, it's team it's by team he too, to right? Yeah, team by team. Everybody has their own criteria, right? Yeah. And the fact that he even played a thousand games is incredible. It's, Especially it, the, way he, the way he plays. Yeah, yeah.
2: And no suspensions. No to suspensions. thousand and whatever, and with playoffs, eleven 1, hundred fifty games and no suspensions. That's impressive. And a good guy too. Yeah. And then
1: did you ever see him lose a fight?
2: Well, he's lost a couple, but many. you wouldn't know it I the way he acted afterwards. I think the ones he's lost, he's come back again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, speaking of coming back. What? All the jobs that have been created have created some havoc on the bond market where. Oh, well, here we go. Yep. Bond market has uh, increased quite a bit. So some of the lenders have waited, waited, waited. But I suspect that uh, unfortunately we're going to see some fixed rates go up next week, only because the bond market has come up that much. 60 basis points in the last two weeks, ever since the U.S. put out their job report, which was fascinating, and then the Canadian one, which was just as fascinating.
0: How much do you think it's going to come up? I don't know.
2: Fixed rates will come up between quarter and 50 basis points. Really? Yeah. 50, maybe? 50, as much as 50. What does that bring us to? Well, we'll still be probably in the range of high fours, low fives, so... Not horrible. I mean, we got to four and a half. So uh, we came down to four and a half, and now unfortunately we're going to get closer to the five mark.
0: Will that kill qualifying too?
2: Uh, Of course, because it's two points above whatever contract rate you get. So it'll hurt first time home buyers who have, you know, lately over the last month or so have been reinvigorated by the fact that rates were coming down and, you know, updated their pre approvals and and were ready to start shopping in the spring. And I, I imagine that Josh has probably seen a little bit more activity from. From those first time home buyers, but unfortunately, because the prices of the townhomes, which is typically your first time home buyer purchase, has come back down to reasonable numbers. So but unfortunately if if what what tempers people or what pulls people back is the fact that they see that there's a raising rate environment like we saw over the last eight months and that holds people back, where if they see that rates are coming down, they get a little bit more enthusiastic. So that's my fear. But I think it's just a bump in the road. I don't think this is a I'm tired of bumps. I know, we're tired of bumps. This is a speed bump. Uh, That's all it is. And I think the inflation numbers will come out this week, which should come in much lower now that we're year over year. And and a year ago is when we really saw the spike in inflation numbers. They were up in the states, though, weren't they? They were up in the states, and the states are still talking about on their side. And that's what's also impacting the bond market, is the states are saying that they haven't stopped yet. Like, they're not in pause mode. Where I think Tiff Macklem again this week uh, reiterated that, they're probably still in pause mode, but uh, even despite the job market uh, numbers, but uh, at the end of the day, it's a little bumpy ride for the next six weeks, I think six to eight weeks. Is that going to do to prices, you know, Josh?
1: Well, all we got to do is look at the prices, of what the new home builders have done. Yeah. And the towns, they haven't dropped their prices. They've slashed them. Yeah. Like we're talking 150,000, 200,000 on a town, right? So, so. On a town. On a town. Yeah.
2: I so, think a lot of it, though, is as a result of the fact that I think some of their costs have come down too. So I think they which helps not that much, though. Well, woods come down quite a bit, according to a, a few friends of mine that are in the construction industry. So they've seen some prices of wood and drywall and other materials come down tremendously. Plus, the labor market isn't as crazy now. So from a standpoint of the tradespeople have availability now, so they don't have to pay a premium to get the trades builders into the homes to help build those homes.
1: That's true.
0: I'm not very optimistic about the February numbers. For jobs? No, for homes. I mean, no. already we knew it was going to be bad already. Nope. And if you go January to January last year, wasn't that great. In Canada, down 37.1. We were a little ahead of the game, I think around 30% here. Yeah, we're safe here. Ottawa is pretty safe. Like, we're not going to
1: see that the, the massive drops here. Like, we're going we're gonna to be okay. Homes are still moving. Like, everybody has to just take a deep breath because homes are still selling. Like, it's it's not a question of, you know, sit there and wait because they're out there and, and we're even seeing multiple offers again right now, homes that I've been showing, I'm getting notices that, you know, we've received an offer and then, you know, five minutes later I've received a second offer. I've received a third offer and we've had agents on our team just in the past week, the last three deals they've done have all gone to multiple offers. Not only on on sales, but on on rentals as well. But reasonable so, ones, right? Where it's ten or yeah, yeah. fifteen thousand dollars
2: over, not one hundred fifty thousand no, dollars. no, And you're it, still seeing? Are you still seeing at least financing clauses and in home fi- inspection clauses yes. in there?
1: Financing and home inspection. Okay, for good. Sure. Yeah. As long as those where, are in there, I feel better.
0: Where are we at for knowing what the other offers are now in a multiple offer situation?
1: In terms of uh, no, you don't know. We we can't disclose that.
0: Now, I thought we could, they were bringing
1: that in, though. No. Possibly, they're talking about Oh, they're still talking. No.
0: I I thought they had a date set, though. No.
1: So, I mean, we we have to disclose the number of offers that we have in hand, but we can't disclose the terms of the offer. We can't give any of the information or the details, but we do have to disclose if we have one, two, three, four, or five, we have to disclose that so people know the number they're going up against, but we can't
0: disclose any of the information from those offers. So this is not the market to sell privately, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I don't want to go down that. Route I know you would <laughs> say that it's never a market to sell privately, but especially now. I mean, no,
1: it's it's right now more than ever. It is so important to work with a with a qualified agent who's who's been in the business, who can back up their numbers, who has a marketing plan in place, and they and, and they can show you what they're going to do. You know, the days of um, you know, the last two years of just putting the sign in, in the front yard and waiting for it to sell, those are gone. Like if you don't have a marketing plan in place, good luck. It's not going to sell.
0: Actually, those days have been gone for a while now, huh? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So two things you need to do, get a mortgage broker, get a real estate agent or else, uh, I wouldn't yeah. want to be getting a mortgage from a bank today, walking in cold going, okay, help me out. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, right? Like it's so,
1: it's so important that you get pre-approved before you start the process. So you know what you can afford. Like we're, you know, I'm still getting people coming to me saying, "Well, I want to go look at this." Have you been pre-approved? No. Have you talked to anybody? No. Well, that's step number one. Like you have to talk to Frank or you have to talk to whoever it is you want to talk to, but you have to get your ducks in a row to make sure you know what you can afford. So we're not going out looking at a property only to find out you're not even close. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you got pre-approved six months ago, do you get should you get pre-approved again?
2: Well, the pre-approval is all about for some. For a lot of people, it's about, number one, finding out exactly what they qualify for. Um, Now, the rate lock is totally different. So pre-approval is one thing. If your circumstances don't change where your income remains the same, your debt load doesn't go up any, uh, then your pre-approval pretty well doesn't disappear unless there's a major change in interest rates. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because it's the major change. But six months ago to today, the interest rates are probably fairly close together. So your pre-approval would probably still be intact, but you need to reactivate it every four months for sure. So, um, but and if you, if a year ago, forget about it, right? You better
0: get back. Well, a year ago, you need to get
2: pre-approved. And I spoke to a gentleman this week where, you know, he bought from a builder, was supposed to close last April. Obviously that went away and he had a rate lock of 289. And now he's in the four and a half percent range. So, uh, you know, it's gone up quite a bit. That being said, he's still qualified, luckily, but, uh, but that's the kind of changes that, that you know, Clients need to stay on top of. Um, we've also got a deal with the builder where the builder sent us a number of leads where they were approved at the bank. And because of the delays, now the bank is turning them down. So uh, we're working with the, with a few of those clients. And some of them have to go into alternate financing now where, you know, a year ago they qualified on the primary side. Today they have to go into alternate financing uh, because the ratios just don't fit anymore. Wow. We're uh, back up to what, over 6% now for variable? A variable, well, prime rate's at 6.7 or 6.95, 6.7, I think. So, you know, you're looking at a pretty decent rate um, from a standpoint of if you can, you know, if you're buying less than 20% down, you're getting prime less one. So you're getting a decent variance off the variable. But the fact that the prime rate is so high, that makes it tough because it almost forces some people to reconsider a variable and go into a fix because you can get a fixed rate for... You know, in some cases, 1% less. So uh, even though it may not be the best move, if rates do come down, you're better off to take a fixed rate down the road and take a variable, take a chance. So we've got.
0: Yeah, your got best a good rates mix. are like four and a half and five and a half. Yeah, right? yeah,
2: yeah. We've got a good mix, really, where some clients are saying, you know what, I'll take my chances with variable. I've been in a variable for 10 years. It hasn't done me wrong, except for the last six or eight months. And I believe that, you know, at this time next year, prime rate will probably be in a declining process. And if I got to lock in at that point, then I'll lock in when the fixed rates have come down and maybe they're into the threes where that's a more reasonable reasonable rate to lock in for long-term. If
0: prime begins to come down, do you see it going down the ladder a few rungs?
2: Well, it all depends on where the economy's at, where the labor market's at, where inflation's at. Inflation, you know, there's some people talking about inflation going into a negative, which which would cause other issues in itself. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think that most Canadians... Today, most people that are calling us don't even talk about the interest rate as opposed to what's their monthly payment or biweekly payment because yeah. they're trying to gauge everything based on that because everything else has gone up in price today. So they're trying to make sure that they, they at least – and you know, for some customers, they might have a 10-year amortization and their goal was to pay it off in 10 years. They have to raise it to 15 years to get their payments in line so that they don't go into other debt moving forward. And that can be temporary, right? You can do that of for course. a year or
0: two years and then – Plus, you can drop what, 15% on
2: your yeah, 15, mortgages? 20% for most lenders. You can increase your payments by 15, 20% and in some cases double up. So, you've got lots of other options to bring that amortization down. But for many clients, it's all about today. Today, because the cost of everything is so much higher, we want to make ends meet. Having that higher amortization at least gives us a little bit of payment relief right now. Doesn't mean we still can't pay it off in 10 years, but we need to amortize it over 15 years. And hopefully, over the next year or two, if we take a variable and, and prime rate comes down and then the fixed rates come down, we can lock in and then readjust our payments that we get back into that amortization period we want.
0: 521-TALK, 521-8255. We will be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back. Josh Josh is in for Paul. Frank is here for Frank. Steve is here for Steve. Steve. <laughs> Uh, what's moving, Josh? What's moving more, now? Are condos, moving more than t- towns or towns moving more than singles? Is it a kind of a mix? It's
1: kind of a mix right now. I mean, if you look at just the past week. Um so I sort of narrowed it down this week just to what was moving this past week. Um it, the singles, there's 114 singles that sold this past week compared to 47 towns and 42 condos. So they're all they're all moving. Um I think Is that uh, generally
0: the ratios of what things usually yeah, move at pretty
1: much. I mean it's I think we're starting to see more people move up because the price of the towns have come down. I think we're seeing people who were originally looking at condos are now bumping up and going into the town um and then the same with the with the singles. They've come down quite a bit too and you can you can get into a single now for a pretty you know pretty good price. So where it used to be, you know, if, if you you know seven fifty plus, yeah. you can actually find stuff for in,
0: in, really nice in the sixes now too, and even less if you go out of town, right? I saw well, one even on le- your website for four ninety nine in Osgood, a single, you know, no garage or anything, but still, if yeah. you want to get in, you know what? I met with a really nice family this past week in Orleans, um, and they're
1: they're going to be listing, you know, end of spring, early summer, and they're going to be just under six, and it's a really nice house. They've done a really nice job with it. It's updated. I mean, it's, it's an older build in terms of the year it was built, but the updates are up to date. It, it, it's been well-maintained, well-looked after, and someone's going to purchase that home
0: and it's, it's going to be a steal for them. Now, what happens to these home prices if rates do go up some more? Are
1: they going to come down again?
0: Generally speaking. A little more pressure, speaking, yeah, little more little pressure, pressure right? I mean, it, sure. you,
2: you eliminate buyers is what you do. When rates go up, that pool becomes yeah. smaller and smaller. And, and that's the unfortunate part. And I and Josh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know that, you know, I've heard some real estate agents think that the bidding wars are coming back. And you talked about that. There's been a couple of them. Yep. But if the rates go up, then you know the bidding wars won't be as dramatic as they were a year ago. And you know, I'm curious how, how are those numbers compared to last year. And I know that last year was crazy. But but over a week, like you know, you just talked about 114. It sounded like about 200, 250 homes sold. Yeah. What would it have been like probably a year ago of, for a week? Would it have been
1: you I know, mean, a little bit higher, but it's just it, it was crazier. Right? The number,
2: the, the I know the dollar value was higher, but yeah. I wonder if the unit sales now are starting to catch up, and it's well, if yeah, it's we were down thirty percent in January, I don't yeah. imagine they're going up too much in February. Well, no, February I, was crazier, but you can feel in February was starting to contract a little bit. So I think yeah. January was the crazy month last year. We saw it over the March, last and April, was, and May. Yeah. We saw it over March, April, and May, but I think a lot of them closed in March, April, May, where a lot of the transactions happened in December and January, and really the beginning. Because of course, this time last year, we also had that that stuff that was happening here downtown, and yeah, yeah. I, right. I think that impacted the market as well.
1: Definitely, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But like, if if the rates go up, it, 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 like Frank was saying, like the buyer's purchasing power goes down then too, right? So. Uh, but prices well. purchasing power price-
0: goes down, but if prices go if down, if prices as well, go down
1: as well, then they'll be okay. Because we are we
0: we are about a wash right now, right? Considering how much prices have come down and how much rates have gone up compared to last year, it's almost a wash for what you're spending.
2: No question. You look at the payments what they would have been last year and what they are this year, despite the fact that the interest rates have gone up tremendously because the house values have come down. You're looking at payments that are fairly similar, except for. The only difference this year is that because the cost of everything else has gone up, people have a little bit less money in their budget for the housing part of it because everything else is so expensive. So that's, I find that's where the difference is because, you know, I think a year ago, somebody, you know, said, I can get this house now for 900 and my payment's going to be 3,500. They were okay with it because everything else was still reasonably priced outside of gas. Gas was expensive, but outside of that it hadn't reflected groceries yet it hadn't reflected anything else today if you're getting a 700,000 dollars home then your payments 3500 so that house has come down but now they're looking at everything else and saying utilities are up 30 40% everything else is up so they're scaling back their budget a little bit to make up for the you know what they're losing there
1: you know what else that's that's where it's really important for buyers to have an agent that they trust who's going to educate them and coach them through the entire process. And just because you go to Frank and Frank tells you, you can afford 3,500 a month. doesn't mean you have to buy a house where your payment's going to be 3,500 a month, and, you know, cause they get very excited and they get, they get wrapped up in the moment. Um, so and, they're
0: and, looking beyond their means.
1: A lot of, well, they, they don't, they don't even realize they're doing it. They, yeah. they just, they just, you know, they got a number, they've been given a number and they're like, oh no, no we're good. But they're like, they're not taking into account the cost of living. Like, um, the gas, food, the clothing. Um, you know, yeah, where they- I'm
2: doing that more detailed than I've ever done before. I'm going into way more detail with clients saying, here's what your net pay is over two weeks. Here's what your mortgage payment and your taxes are. Just your mortgage payment and taxes. So this is what leaves you behind. Is that enough for your cell phone bill, utilities, you know, clothes? And again, a lot of people are working from home, so their clothes budget has come down. But if they're mandated to go back in the offices, All of a sudden, they got to readjust their budget because now they got to buy clothes, lunches, parking, gas, all of that goes up. So uh, that's where I think it could impact the buying power moving forward because there's a lot of people that moved outside the outskirts and might want to move back closer Mm -hmm. to town now that they got to go to work two or three days a week. And therefore, their budget's going to be changed tremendously, especially with the higher rates. So 5% down gets you what on 3,500 a month? $3,500 $3,500 a month, probably a $600,000 purchase. So that's not horrible. It's not horrible. But, again, these are the same people that might be renting today. The first-time homebuyers are generally coming from rentals or living at their parents. So if they're living at their parents, you know, if their parents are charging them anything, it's still nominal. And if they're not, then from free to $3,500 mm. is a big jump. And even if they're renting, if you're renting a townhouse or an apartment, you might be in the $2,000 to $2,400 range. Now you're going to thirty five. dollars for some people, that's a stretch as well, and that's where it gets crazy. Because last year, it last year everybody was – the fact that the payments were higher didn't bother them as much as they were dreaming about the prices continuing to go up on their home, So they were dreaming about the equity, where this year people aren't focusing on the equity as much anymore. They're focusing more on the payment and whether they can make ends meet.
0: But we only have a few months in the spring market. Like, we're – you know past the midpoint of February now, and you're looking at March, April, May. We got to get things rolling here. <laughs> yeah, it, it might be a little bit delayed in April. terms of quote unquote spring market,
1: but yeah. I think we're going to see. Like, I, I've met with like the family in Orleans, I met with another, another one in Barhaven. They're doing spring. Uh, I think we well, are. Spring
0: meaning what month? April, May. April. Okay. April
2: I think, yeah. I, 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 and realistically, I mean, you know, we've always talked about the fact that March break. Is yeah. after March break and even just a few days after March break is when everything really starts to open up. Because right up until March break, families have probably still planned vacations going away. Yeah. So the market yeah. isn't as robust until generally the last week of March anyway. So and then the second weekend of April this year is Easter weekend. So, you know, it might be just after Easter weekend is when we really see things yeah. pick up. But I people think we're okay to close in June, July, or August. It's not like, you know, from a school year standpoint. You know, when people are buying homes, they're looking, if they've got to uproot their family and change schools, they really want to close in June, July, and August. I was anyway, just going right?
1: to say that. They don't want to move in the school year. So they prefer to close end of, well, pretty much into July, right? Because yeah. now school basically ends at date, right, the, right at the end of June. June. So yeah, like a closing July, August, they have no problem with it.
2: Yeah. Even September, first, second week of September. I mean, it's, you
1: yep. know. But if but, you want to do that, we're looking at the next three months, right? April, uh, May. For sure. April, May. I... I my own opinion is I think April, May, and June
0: are going to be busy months. And if they get busy, is that good for sellers or is that good for buyers?
1: I think it's going to be good for both. It's like, if you look at the numbers right now, we're in a balanced market. Um, so I think it's going to be good for both. It's a great time to buy. If, you know, people that are looking to buy right now, in my opinion, it's a very good time to buy. Um, you know, I, I understand the rates are up, um, but... If we take a longer look at it, I, and Frank, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they're going to come back down and the market's going to re it's market's going to recover and you're going to build that equity in the home and your home's going to be, it's not going to be like it was. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, we're going to see the big increases that we saw That's 2021. That's once in a
0: lifetime increases though. Exactly.
1: And, I, and, and I'm surprised we even saw once in a lifetime to yeah. be honest with
0: you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, just but we're going to
1: get back to the regular, you know, three to 4% for sure. And you might get that little, you know, five to six or something like that. Um, Ottawa's pretty safe and it's, it will, it will
0: come back. So what do we need? Another pandemic to get this going? <laughs> uh, bite your tongue. Yeah. Yes. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. 521-TALK, 521-8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back. Josh is here for Paul, who's, uh, we don't know what Paul's doing today, right? He's not at a beach somewhere. He's not back in the Virgin Islands again. Well, he might he?
1: be at the beaches in Toronto. Oh, okay. that's, <laughs>
0: Different type, right? And Frank is here. And you took the week off last week. Well, not, you, oh. you took the physical week off yes, last week.
2: Yes, I just didn't come in studio. I was, I was lucky enough to do the show from Chris Neal's office, so it was pretty cool.
0: Did I you hang your way. jersey in the corner? I should have. <laughs> I should have. Just put his yeah. jacket in the corner. Yep. Hey, they <laughs> retired Frank's jacket. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how have the week's been for you now? Over the last week, week before, are you starting to get a little more interest from people who are trying to qualify and want to see what's going on for the spring market? Because yeah. usually I get a sense from you early. Yeah, got to be honest,
2: more calls are from clients that have their mortgages maturing this year or even next year just wondering what they should do. And obviously I've talked ad nauseam about banks calling clients and telling them that. And they're not wrong partially because obviously I talked about fixed rates possibly going up this coming week because the bond market has gone up. But the forecast is still, I mean, TD economists did – a conference call for us this week, and he anticipates that towards the middle of March, end of March, we're going to start to see the bond markets retract and fixed rates are going to come down. But at the same hand, you've got the bank employees calling clients who has their mortgages maturing in May, June, July, and saying to them that rates are definitely going up. So they should break out of their 3.09% mortgage today to sign up for a new one at five and a half percent, which is absolutely you know, ridiculous. You know what? I've
1: had two friends of mine call me, with they had those pressure tactics from their bank. Same thing, the same, yeah. you know, you, their, their mortgage is up in May. One was May and one was July. And they said, we're going to give you till Friday yes, to sign.
2: that's the other thing because it's rates are a higher. You know? yeah. Oh, 100%. And they don't, like it's one thing if they say, listen, here's what we're going to do because you're, you're a client of ours. We are going to hold this rate for you for four months. Yeah. So that so that, you know, if rates do go up, we want to thank you for being a customer. That's (laughs) not what they do. (laughs) Instead, what they do is they say, Today is Wednesday, you have two days to make up this decision, because then I can't hold that rate for you. And by the way, if you do this, you give up your three point zero nine for the next four months to go into a five and a half. It's absolutely crazy that they get away with this. Because a lot of customers just aren't educated enough to understand and do the research to, to see the fact that waiting is better. And if you're if you're really if you're worried about that and you've got four months left on your mortgage, call a mortgage broker. A mortgage broker yep. can hold a rate for you for four months, so that you're guaranteed that's a worst case scenario, and the likelihood is pretty high that you're going to get a better rate than your bank is offering you anyway. And at the same time then if rates come down in that 4 month period you're going to get the lower rates so so why would you then why would you renew early because they don't most customers don't know any better they trust their banks they, they trust exactly they trust and, and they wouldn't be it if it
1: wasn't in my best interest that's what they think
2: yes so a lot of Still, people
1: a lot of people just 100%. well they don't think that they just assume it, oh I'm, i must i get looking this, after i me. have to do it the i just banks. have to sign okay now we're locked in again yeah. I'm done Yeah. and there's
2: no question there's customers that have called me and said frank Here's what they've offered me. Number one, I'll say, hang on, because rates are coming down. And then they'll say something like, but I'm not working right now, so I might not qualify to go somewhere else. That's okay. They'll still auto-renew you, but I would still suggest to wait until your term is up, because why would you give up the lower rate now when the likelihood is that the rates will be at par or probably lower in maturity so, we might as well keep this lower rate for the next four months rather than early renewing. So, right what now. rates
0: are they offering if you renew earlier? I've offering? seen
2: 5.61. So, 5. nothing great. Nothing great. But again, it comes with, but well, we think rates are going up. So, you know, it's going to be worse in July. It's going to be worse in July. So, June. how when much would not. rates have to go up between now and July
0: to offset the difference? Probably
2: only a quarter point, which isn't a lot.
0: No, but a quarter, if they go up a quarter point, you're even, right? Well, you're even. So right.
2: but the likelihood is more that they're going to come down. I mean, that's my what bothers me is not that they're doing that. It's it's their approach that goes totally opposite to what their their own economists are saying. That's the part that bothers me is that they're lying to clients and and they're saying are definitely going up. Like most of my clients have said, they said they're definitely going up in the next 4 months and they're definitely going to be higher when their economists are saying the opposite and that's the part that bothers me it's one thing if they call clients and say listen there's a chance that rates could be higher we so want to give you the want to look at it yeah, yeah. you might want to look at it but they're not doing that they're they're actually telling them that the likelihood is very high that rates will be higher when their maturity happens that's the problem
0: so if you get that phone call should your first question be what are your economists saying well you should
2: or just you can google yeah. Most economists post their their findings because they want – the banks want you know people to look at their economists so that maybe they switch their banking over and they start to trust them. So number one, you can probably find that information. Uh, and number two, what's the rush? Like why rush then? Why not hold – if you value me as a customer, okay, I, I I love that you're reaching out to me and you're trying to help me. But if that's the case, I'm at 309. Just hold the rate for me until June then.
1: I can go somewhere else and get a rate hold.
0: Yeah. But you, you know don't want times my I've business heard, bad enough. I've heard
1: clients say, Why wouldn't they have told me that? Why? Well, like, why wouldn't the bank have just told like they never, they never in, presented that option to me? Yeah. Well, of course not. Yeah, right? it's not
2: in the client's best interest. That's why. It's in their best interest. Right. But again, you know, the banks are seeing that and listen, banks don't like to make less quarter over quarter than they did the previous year. So just like inflation just None like of everything us do. else. <laughs> no, it's year over year. So bank profits are no different. So if they start to see that there's a slide in volume, which there is, obviously, because there's less homes being sold, so what they do is they increase the spreads. That's that's their goal. And, you know, there's a number of banks out there that their spreads are out of control right now. Like they're making 50, 60 basis points more than they were spread-wise a year ago. And that's significant because it's not a $300,000 mortgage. We're talking about millions and millions and billions of dollars that they're lending out so when you start adding that fifty basis points on billions of dollars, that's a lot more profit for them. So it makes up for the profit in volumes that
0: they're seeing. How concerned uh, are uh, interest rates for buyers right now, Josh? When you're taking well, them out of here, they, they're concerned yeah, for yeah.
1: sure. They're that's what they're, that's 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 but the hot it, topic, right? Yeah, yeah, right. So they're thinking, oh, rates are up, rates are up. We got to pay but, more. It's it's, it's but can cost they still afford?
0: Is it changing their affordability right now? Are they still looking at the same homes.
1: No, well, they're not looking at the same. But some of them are, and some of them aren't. Um, but they're nervous about it, and the, and the problem is, is they're getting mixed messages. Like their bank will tell them one thing, and they just calm down. Why don't you talk to this person or talk to Frank or talk, talk to, to a, a mortgage broker? Talk to, talk a talk few to people, talk you people. It's the know? same as with, with real estate. You know, they always say like you should interview three agents, interview three mortgage brokers. Yeah, you know, talk uh, to I your, don't talk think to your... them,
2: interview three mortgage brokers because we have access to the same thing, yeah. with the exception of the advice that you get. That's right. that would be the reason.
1: You know, or the people. one that I don't like is when the, you know the bank will say to them, "This is this is the best we can do," and then yeah. they go and they you know they'll find talk to Frank. and then they can find franks, better. And then they go back to the bank and the bank, well, we'll match it. Well,
2: well, then that wasn't the best. It wasn't that's the what best I said they to do. It. And that's, that's if what you're going to come like, to me and I'm going to give you a rate, and you're going to go back to the bank, and the bank's going to say, "Oh, I think we can match that," but you said you couldn't a few yeah. days ago,
0: so uh, now you have got to
2: do better because why would I yeah, trust I'd you? I walk on principle. Sure. I don't trust you now. Why? So I always say,
1: you? whenever a client comes and I say, well, you know, if we're going to send you to Frank and he's going to approve you and he's going to do a better job for you, and he's going to get you a better rate and a better product. It's not just always about yes, rate.
2: a 100%. Um, and the product that's
0: right for you.
1: The product that's right for you, you know. Um, yeah. The other
2: part of the equation, though, is, you know, for people that have their mortgage coming up for maturity, it's a tough pill to swallow to go from 309 to, if the bank says 560 or whatever, when you can probably get four and a half. The reason you can get the four and a half the better rates with the brokers is because when you had that house 5 years ago, your mortgage would have been 300,000 and let's say on a $400,000 purchase back 5 years ago. Today, that $400,000 home is worth 600 and your mortgage is down to 250. While 250 on a $600,000 home is less than 50% loan to value, and there's a lot of lenders on the broker side that if your loan to value is less than 65%, you're getting rates just like the high ratio rates are. The banks don't have that. The banks have one rate. They have two rates now. And because of the brokers, they actually have a high ratio rate now, where the banks used to have one rate across the board. Now they have a high ratio rate, which is lower, but they don't have a 65% or less rate. So that's why most banks, you see that their five-year fixed is 5.49. They'll give you 5.29 if it's a high ratio, but it's 5.49. Where with other lenders, the 5.29 is for their... Non-insured business, but for their insured business or less than 65%, it's 4.59, 4.69. It's a significant amount. The same thing on the variable. So if you're looking at a variable, you know, when it's high ratio or less than 65%, you can get prime minus 1%. Most banks are lucky if you're getting to half a percent below prime. You're not even getting there. And TDs, their mortgage prime is 15 basis points higher. So they advertise they've got the best variable except for they start from 15 points higher, so they're really not that great.
0: I don't think anybody under 60, or I wouldn't think anybody under 60, thinks there's any kind of trust with a bank or any other institution. Even under 50. It doesn't matter anymore that you've had your stuff there for 20 years. Millennials are starting.
2: Millennials have really grown the mortgage broker business. I think millennials have, have, you know, the real estate, I don't know that it's changed a lot from millennials to... To, you know, baby boomers. I think you still need a real estate agent. You want to see a real estate agent. You need to see the house. So you need to have a real estate agent to see the house. But on the mortgage side, most banks have gone to online yeah. or phone applications. They don't even – try getting an appointment at a bank. If you call a bank, you might wow. wait two weeks to get an appointment. Not
1: only to that. To get pre-approved. You can- Try reaching them after hours.
2: Yeah. Well, you can't even reach you them during hours, them never during mind hours. after hours. Well, or, just... or,
1: or how about somebody from the bank taking an hour to yeah. hold your hand and walk you through the process? They're not no. going to do that. No. They're just going to direct you to their, their website. No, they're totally gonna, agree. And, and I've got
2: bank friends still that work there, and they say, Frank, our expertise level on stuff is nothing compared to what it used to be. Well, because... and that's the same with any job right now, right? Well, because Most... now they're, forced, they're forcing their employees to understand nine, ten yeah. different products yeah, yeah, yeah. where before they had specialized departments – They've gotten rid of that because it doesn't make as much profit as having generalists.
0: And most jobs are like that now. My point is that the days where you thought because you had something with someone for 20, 25 years, they were going to go above and beyond. It's just an Excel sheet right now. You're You're a number. You're a number. You're a number. Yeah.
2: You're a number. I, I don't care how big your portfolio is. You're a number. The odd client has a good relationship with the branch. But then but they move people say, around. Yes, but that. But I would say that's ten percent today.
1: Even the ones that's that less have less a good 100%. relationship with the banks, so it's you struggle. Walk in and they don't
0: care. Everything's
2: approved in Toronto. Yeah. Like, like there's yeah. no more local approvals. There's, you know, the the branches used to have approval limits, so you can approve your clients. That's out the window. Everything needs to be approved at in, in Toronto, and you know, often I get in arguments with some of the lenders because they treat Ottawa like we're Toronto, where there's a lot of fraudulent mortgage applications. And that we get treated the same and they go above and beyond to verify someone's employment. Who's been with the government for 20 years, credit bureau shows it, pay stub shows it letter of employment. And they question whether that's a legitimate letter of employment and pay stub, but they, because that happens so much in Toronto,
1: they take what's given to them as fact. They don't ask yes. enough questions. The, the, the client needs to be asking more questions, right? And, the, and, and you can, you can uncover what's going on. Yeah. Where I, I find the mortgage broker is a little bit more upfront, uh, a little more transparent, and, and a lot more helpful. There's yeah.
2: less fraud on the mortgage broker side than there is at the, the branch side. That's the crazy part about, about the banking,
0: but they'll never divulge that. Now, we talk about being a number. What number would I be with Mortgage Brokers Ottawa? <laughs> everybody's number one. You've been there, You've been there since day one. State one. <laughs> so no, you would be number, number one. one. <laughs> like every client matters. Every client matters to us, So. 521-TALK, five two We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back, Josh. And for Paul. Frank is here. All right, what do we need to do to get set for this soon-to-be beginning of the spring market, if I want to sell, Josh? If you want to sell, yes,
1: you got to get your house ready, right? So it's, it's not like
0: before where you just put it up, right? Now they've got to show well again. They've got to show well, yeah. Declutter,
1: show off your space. When you're selling your house, you're not showing, you're selling your space, you're not selling your stuff. A
0: lot of people think more is better and it's not. Well, we talk right? about decluttering. How much decluttering? Like what do you, what in an average room, like say an average living room, you'd have a couch, uh, you know, your table in the center and lamps and things like that are you talking about little things like you know bookcases full of crap and well yeah
1: so anything the size of your hand or smaller you may as well pack it up anyways you're you're moving yeah so you may as well pack that stuff up to begin with you have to depersonalize your home so family photographs degrees diplomas any of that stuff anything that has your name on it you want to pack that up you want to make it neutral almost you want it to be like a a model home so when people are coming through your house, they feel like they're coming through a model home. They don't feel like a visitor in your home. They feel like they're going through their next home. That's going to be theirs.
0: So bright, clean.
1: Clean is, the, is so important. There's nothing, there's no bigger turnoff than when you walk into somebody's house. It's dirty.
0: It smells. Odor is a big one, huh?
1: Turns people off. Yeah. It turns people off. So it's, you know, pet odor, smoking, cooking. Um, well, it depends what you're cooking with. De- w- yes.
2: Right. Baking's good. Nice, nice <laughs> tomato sauce, Italian <laughs> tomato sauce on a de- Sunday. Depends Frank's, At it's Frank's sold. house, that would be on the main level. Oh, it's sold. And the basement. And, and yes. the basement. In both kitchens. Yes, both kitchen. So both kitchens. So, you know, so leaving your self-portrait pictures up everywhere like Paul does probably won't get you a lot of extra no, you money. know why? Well, because... at least take the naked ones down.
0: Uh, wow well, that goes without <laughs> yeah. saying.
1: People spend more time looking at the pictures than they do looking through the house. Really? Yeah. You know, do I know this person? You know what would be do a neat trick you?
0: for an agent is to get a picture of the people you're showing and put, put pictures of their house? family yeah. <laughs>
2: out as <laughs> yeah, they're, what they're are, looking at wow, the Wow, the there's a marketing idea right there.
1: Well, it can go one of two ways.
0: It's well, <laughs> either going to work really well <laughs> yeah. or it's going to creep them out. Yeah, yeah. Let's envision your house
2: here. This is your pictures that are here. So, <laughs> And what <laughs> is only The, the first
0: thing people do when they walk into a house is go straight to the window and look outside. You're nice. looking at a house. I, I do it all the time. I go straight to a window. I look outside. They do that. You know what else they do? They look at themselves in mirrors. Really?
2: Yep. Yeah. Huh? We that- use mirrors all the time. Like, we'll put- You're talking Paul or Klein? <laughs>
1: That's 24-7 for Paul. He's fixing his hair. <laughs> but they go, like, the main rooms, so primary bedroom, uh, living room, we always emphasize mirrors because people like this, people just like looking
0: at themselves. They'll stop and you can if I'd like well, to think me. they're checking the light. How will the light be when it I does? Like it it does
1: give the room a, a bigger feel for sure. But if you watch people, they're they're checking themselves out and they're looking at themselves in the house. You know what I mean? So it's mirrors are your friend. Um, and if you have hardwood floors, get rid of the area rug, show off the floors, makes the room look bigger. The, the area rugs, cut up the rooms. These are just little things you can do um, to make the house so is show it just the right strong.
0: amount of furniture you want like is sparse no good and and overcrowding is no good. Over overcrowding is worse. Yeah. In my opinion because it's it's it
1: tightens everything up. So it just makes the home feel a lot smaller and you'll get the feedback House felt really small. Yeah. You know, we didn't have enough room. And a lot of people have really big furniture right now, especially in the primary bedrooms. Like they're, they're you know, everybody's got the king bed with the side tables, the big dresser or an armoire. Sometimes it's 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 good to take some of that stuff away, the living room as well, um, dining room tables. You don't need to have the leaf in. You don't need to have eight to ten chairs around the table. Four will do. Um, put the other put the other ones down in the basement or in storage. Show off your space. You're sh- you're selling your space. You're not selling your stuff.
0: Storage would be big though, I guess. Because People you don't still want a lot of crap in the basement either, right? No, but you're showing a you know, your house. It, you don't want the basement full of junk, so. Yeah, no, so, but most people right now,
1: when they're finishing their basement, they're still leaving significant storage. So if you want, it's separate. You can't see it. It's closed off. So anything you want to, you know, if you need the storage section, you you can store your stuff and it's, it's not take, it's not in sight. So if you have a rec room in your basement, you can still enjoy the rec room. You can have home theater set up down there and you're not looking at all your junk in the corner.
0: And if I'm thinking of listing at a month's time, when should I get somebody in? Now. Yeah now for preparation for sure just to get the advice and
1: get the advice a lot of times people think they've got a a lot to do and they really don't you know so you walk them through and you say you know what should i do sometimes you need to
0: paint um you know declutter will kill a lot of bad smell too right for sure depends Depends. Depends. like it's not going to get rid
1: of like if you're a smoker
0: that's a tough one. No, then you got to get it bombed, right? Yeah. And there are companies get, that will do that. There's companies
1: that will do that for sure. It's not cheap. And it's but not cheap, but they do a good job. You might want to get your carpets professionally cleaned uh, to get rid of any orders because, as we know, carpets absorb the odor. Um, and
2: leave the plastic on the furniture. It's good if there's people that you don't know in your house. Especially if you're going to
1: spill the okay. tomato sauce, right? yeah. <laughs> Frank gets so excited when
0: he orders something from Amazon because he gets to keep all the plastic for yes, his furniture. Yes, I do. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, look at his furniture now. It's got Amazon plastic and duct tape. Yeah. Frank's house in the
1: summer would be pretty sticky. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but those Mazzola parties, they're fine. Oh, yeah. they, don't, they don't hurt the furniture at all. Nope. <laughs> hey, if uh, rates do go up next week,
2: Frank, when do you think that'll be? Early in the week. Uh, the bond market, like I said, has gone up 60 basis points in the last two weeks since the uh, U.S. job numbers came out. And, uh uh, I was hoping this week it would trend down a little bit, but it really didn 't it didn 't go up as quickly this week as it did the year uh the week before but nonetheless i mean there 's concern uh that the now the spreads listen the spreads are still healthy for the banks, but the banks like the bigger spreads i
0: think so I expect um well if um, they do go up, I imagine there 's going to be another rash of calls from banks telling people to well, for sure. They're going to say, see,
2: we told you they were going up, kind of thing, even though it's a temporary. But they won't call them the day before, will they? No, no. no, no. They'll call them afterwards and say, you remember that deal I got you at 5.6? Now it's 5.8, kind of thing. Yeah. And again, <laughs> that tactic will work because some clients don't know any better and they'll fall for it and they'll go for it, yeah. which is I don't what like those you don't need to sales do. Tactics. I actually, don't either.
1: You know, it's red flags. If it doesn't pass the smell test. Yeah. Yeah. Just but people don't know any and better, and some I customers
2: know. again don't know any better, and they have so much faith in their bank. Yeah. But how so many much.
1: times have we just on this show alone talked to you know tried to educate people? Do your due it's diligence. Worked. Educate yourself.
2: I think it's worked both on the mortgage and real estate side. You know some of the pitfalls to look for and some of the things to look for. So I think you know over you know almost eight hundred shows. We're approaching our eight hundred show in uh, in the next couple of months. I think we've you know we've done a decent job of educating clients. But I'll tell you, I mean, I have. A friend of mine who said, "Frank, the place I work," you know, I said one of my good friends, is a mortgage broker, and they said, "What's that?" It's like wow. there's a bunch of people that don't know what a mortgage broker is. Like they're just used to going to their banks. Now a lot of those people are in their fifties and sixties, but uh, uh, again, I mean, we've done a good job specifically with the with the younger generation of you know, hey, talk to a mortgage broker. You're likely going to get more options and and. Favorable terms and rates. I agree, and it agree. doesn't cost you anything, and it costs you nothing.
1: I agree. I find the younger people are a lot yeah. more educated now, for sure. One hundred percent.
2: Birthdays, birthdays. I got a couple. Uh, my uh, cousin Savannah celebrating her birthday. My beautiful niece Vanessa celebrating her birthday, and Sandy. I'm going to give her a double plug. She's going to get it next week too, because she's got a milestone <laughs> birthday on Friday. So Sandy Williamson celebrating her birthday this coming week. Awesome.
1: How big is your family? Yeah. <laughs>
2: It's big. It's the I'm Italian. It's the vowel family. <laughs> it's, 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 I'm Italian. I've
0: got a big family. And, Josh, and my friends are my you? family.
1: Uh, 613-878-5884 or Josh Batley at Paulrushworth.com.
0: Frank N at MortgageBrokersOttawa.com. com. And I type that in, do I have to put the music notes?
2: Why not? Okay. Why not? Sing it along. And please continue to support local charities and businesses. Have a great
0: week. Happy Family Day.